Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. These Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nookie spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my new friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Hello and good Tuesday. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher with you as Sandos and the sidekick come from the studio for the next couple of weeks here as ETSU and uh, Gardner-Webb, homecoming. Big homecoming extravaganza or it's homecoming week. A lot of things to talk about. We will be talking to Fabian Fuentes, the play-by-play man for Gardner-Webb, so we'll have him on. Best name in the SoCon. It is, well, oh, it's not the SoCon, but in the, in the, in in the, the region, South, in the, the country. country. It yeah. is. Uh, Fabian's long time. He was actually uh, with Gardner-Webb when ETSU was in the Atlantic Sun Conference, so knew him well. He was also the play-by-play man in 2015 when the Bucs faced Gardner-Webb that first year. Parker Schwartz actually pinched hit for me there at uh, the game. So when you go back and listen to the highlights, you'll hear a, a, a docile tone Parker Schwartz. Yeah, thanks not for giving the me the opportunities that you gave Parker. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, yeah, nice of you good. to give the opportunities that you gave to the other GA. Yeah, so. oh, geez. Here we go. Although, to be fair, he never did the show like we do now, and I think this is probably – you know, I mean, every day. That, I, I suppose that makes up for it. I mean, it was the Steve Forbes era. It was the first game of Steve Forbes mm-hmm. uh, at the helm, and ETSU. Clearly, we know where your priorities lie. Like yeah, sure. You know, ETSU's first year of football. They weren't winning a lot. I mean, you know what it is. Anyways, so look at him uh, now. Why you jumped off the part. bandwagon four years ago, and aren't you regretting it? I think you are. I'm just. I'm doing. I'm doing. Uh, you know what I do? I'm a company man. <laughs> are you? I'm a company. Well, that's that right? who knows? Who knows? Kind of. So we got Fabian Fuentes. You know what else we got on a Tuesday? Uh, I think we all are very uh, – I'm scared. Again, yes. Angry be a lot man. Of that. Don't act like you're not excited for Angry Man. So uh, we will have him and he, one he, other guest. Yeah, and we're going to have Keith Brake from North Dakota State. He had a very high-profile game. We usually do top 25 in the final segment. Mm-hmm. We're just going to talk general, um, you know, FCS-type stuff with Keith and also talk about that game. He had a chance to see the ETSU game at the Are you mad at too. Keith, too? I mean, Keith's pinch hit for me as well when he was in this spot. Are you uh, going to be mad at him? or No, me and Keith, are okay. very, we're All on right. very good terms. He has a show, I believe it's from – Three to six or four to six? It's four, four to six. Four to six. I've been on that show a couple of times. No thanks the to breakdown. you. You didn't recommend me. But uh, I believe that he did reach out on his own, and, and those appearances have gone well. So I'll be excited to talk to Keith. Now, we should point out with Angry Man, just to prepare people and make sure that they are Turn ready, down your speakers. ready for the fire that is going to be brought to the airwaves today. This on hate. Friday, Angry Man called us and said, we need to do an emergency he, TikTok he did. He wanted He wanted to go in. He wanted to bump somebody off to get an emergency angry man on, but we wouldn't let him. Here was my thought. 
you have to – firstly, you can only bring so much anger to the airwaves. We're on five hours a week, and the 15 minutes that he comes with on Tuesday, uh, I think people love it. But if you bring more anger, you might tip the scale a bit too far. I think you have to have the scarcity – of angry man to keep people wanting more and also i think that just for the sanity of those that listen and our sanity as well uh, keeping the anger to a relative minimum throughout the week is good so we can build it all up and push towards tuesday i think it's just a matter of i can't handle another day. i don't know about the listeners i can't handle more than probably 15 minutes a week uh, i know you play the the, the famous and pros versus jays i need a shower uh call but I've, i kind of feel like that's what i need right I need to wash away all the bad and the anger and talking and about it right now i'm starting to feel the anxiety I have sweat, and the stress, I, honestly I if you can't uh, tell boy i gotta work on the lighting or get a yeah something's gonna hit the hand more hair probably sanderson a sidekick uh, off to a resounding great start right here so uh but we'll talk about some other things let's talk backtrack a little bit chattanooga uh we found out nasir player no shock was going to be the southern conference uh, defense player of the week Two and a half sacks, a couple forced fumbles, a lot of tackles for losses. I think eight total tackles in general. So just a spectacular week for Nasir Player. Not a shock, I think, as far as who won the, the weekly award. Yeah, Blake Bockrath was in the Monday press conference yesterday, and he spoke glowingly of Nasir and the work he does up front. And now he's on the other side of where Blake Bockrath usually plays, so he doesn't get a chance to see up close and personal exactly what Nasir does. But he talked about how, and we don't have sound on this or anything. I'm just kind of setting it up. We're going to hear from Randy Sanders here in a second. But he talked about how Nasir affects everything that goes on in that front seven because he is such a focal point for defenses. And the award is well-deserved. I mean, he could probably, if, if people just stopped and watched Nasir player every week, he could probably win the award every week it's not always going to show up in the box score just because that's not the nature of football but with how he affects everything not only in the pass game but in the run game and the attention that he draws from offensive lines he changes the entire front seven I think the the big thing for Nasir player and the biggest compliment you could get is how teams game plan against him right I, I think there was a, I don't know you're, you're the Tom Brady hater but when uh, Jason Taylor uh, was nominated for the Hall of Fame. Tom Brady had written a long letter and said the best respect that New England's ever given anybody was how much they had to game plan against him and how much time they spent working on different blocking schemes. And so Nasir Player similar, uh, and I'm just using that example clear. I'm not saying he's the Jason Taylor at Southern Conference. He could be. He, I mean, he kind of um, is. <laughs> uh, but, it, but the way that teams, it, especially Tennessee, you know, Nasir was it was talking to him after the game, and he was like, man, I, I haven't seen things. Like, they were blocking me with, with a couple linemen, and they were chipping me with a running back, and then it was a, a tackle and a tight end and a running back. Three guys hit me, and I said, well, that's the best respect you could get. Doesn't matter what you did uh, numbers-wise because three guys had to block you, and that meant other players could come in and make a play, right? And so that's the ultimate compliment I think that, that a defensive player can get is when people – it's like a cornerback when he plays an entire game and nobody throws to his side, right? I mean, that's about the best compliment yep. you can get. They're so afraid of you, we're not even going to look that direction. We're going to go to the other side of the field. My favorite stat was, and he's not maybe one of the more famous cornerbacks of our time for whatever reason, uh, maybe because he played out in Oakland, and Oakland is where most football careers go to die, it seems like. Uh, but Namdi Asimov, if you remember him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he had a number of very good years out in Oakland, and there was one season where I think it was like he got thrown at nine times in 16 games. Like People knew that there was no way throwing over there was going to work, so why even try? at all and I think the Sear player has, has a bit of that to him as well he's just incredibly built got an NFL type body and just works very hard and holds himself to a very high standard you know I told the story earlier this year after the first or second press conference of the year for uh, ETSU football and and Nasir happened to be at and he said I just don't feel like I played well the first couple games and everyone stopped and said 
what are you talking about? Like, if you turned on the film on yourself, like, I know you want to hold yourself to a high standard, but you, you've been fantastic. Just the stats aren't adding up doesn't mean you're not playing very well. So I, I think that's ultimately what is going to set this year player apart, not only from a lot of other players around the Southern Conference, but hopefully going towards a pro career. I think there's a lot of people hoping that for this year player is that he does hold himself to a high standard. He's going to go the extra mile. He's going to work hard and try and get better with everything he does. Well, and I, I think that that goes back to that conversation because game two was, was Tennessee, and I think he was upset because he doesn't feel like – he didn't feel like he was contributing because of stats. And I right. think, you know, we, we were trying to calm him down and go, uh, no, you, you did a lot because everyone's having to focus on you. And I said, I'll say this, I guarantee you when pro scouts are watching that film and they're going, why in the world are they paying so much attention to number 45 on ETSU? You're going to dig deeper to that's that. That's exactly it, right, right because if, if an SEC line has to, albeit maybe not, not the best SEC line, but it's still an SEC line, right? Those yeah. are four- and five-star talent guys that, that had trouble blocking them one-on-one, certainly Chattanooga. I think Tom Ars' comments I read in, in the post-game Comments in the paper were basically that they that you know wasn't schematically what ETSU was doing. It was just the fact that they couldn't block them. That one on one, they were losing the battle. Meaning ETSU uh, had better athletes and were bigger, stronger, faster. And that's the one thing I would say about Nasir too. Uh, the commitment to the weight room. You know, he got up from about 245 since he got her to 270, and uh, that's a legit 270. And they they they're, the staff is happy that they're starting to see. He is starting to see sort of that hard work in the weight room has paid off and so think about he's got another year i mean unless the draft people come in out of control and and you know he's going to be a high draft pick and certainly nobody fault him for that but if, if he's not he comes back for etsu his senior season and uh, able to add a few more pounds on think about that and what that defensive line could be like so speaking of yesterday that's when this year player was named the uh, conference player of the week randy sanders did have his monday press conference and there were a few more reporters there than usual i think that we've seen uh, etsu is going to win they're going to draw more attention and one of the questions to him was just to look at the quarterback situation of course austin herrick logan marchie that's something always going to be on the front of people's minds and coach sanders had this to say the way the whole competition went with austin and logan I think sent a pretty strong message to the team that you may be competing in your position, but here's a guy that started for three years that's competing for his at quarterback. You know, if he's handling it the way he is, I better handle it the right way too. Austin was very disappointed when I named Logan starter. I would have been disappointed had he not been upset about it, but he didn't let his upset show. He didn't let it affect what he was trying to do on the team. And that, that's what a mature guy has to do. That's what a, a true team guy has to do. You, it's, it's okay to be upset. You can't take your frustrations out in the locker room or you can't, you know, you can't become a negative guy, whether it's in the locker room, the social media. You've you got to be a team guy. And I think he handled that very well. Same time, I think Logan's handled it pretty well since we've made the change and gone back to Austin two positive forces dealing with things how they should. I think we both knew with Austin Herrick, everyone knew the character guy that he is. Maybe we don't know Logan Marchie as well, but it's good to see him handle things well also. But Austin Herrick, when he didn't get the job out of camp, stayed ready, stayed positive, something I think we all knew that he would. Well, and I think just us talking with him on Fridays, we yeah. got an indication on that on the route tree. And then Coach Sanders, I think, went on to, to talk about the matchup with Gardner-Webb. It definitely does. And, and like I say, when I turned on the film, I was – uh, a little disappointed that they held up as well as they did. You know, they Western Carolina played them, what, 28-10, I think, something like that, played them pretty tough. You know, Wofford, with what they do, we don't get a whole lot out of that because their offense is so drastically different from ours. You know, they still competed for a long time. The one game that really got out of hand pretty quick was Appalachian State. And 
that was probably uh, a lot of those guys' first real experience in that kind of environment on the road. Uh, and we certainly found out what that's all about when we went to Knoxville. Some of our guys didn't handle it very well either. So those are some preliminary thoughts on Gardner-Webb. We'll hear more on the coaches' show on Wednesday night and throughout the week as well from Coach Sanders. Best quote of the day, I thought, was about building a championship team. If you're going to be a championship-type football team or a championship football player, it doesn't just happen the two or three hours a day that you're with the football coaches. It's, it's got to be part of what you do. I mean, it's got to be part of who you are. Obviously, they're here to be students, uh, and, and they're young people with lives outside of football. But if football doesn't have a high priority, it, it doesn't happen. And you've got to get a team full of guys that want to win football games. It's got to be one of the main priorities of each day during this time of year. If you're not spending time studying your playbook, studying the game plan, looking at tape on your own, reviewing the scouting report before you come over and start spending time with the coaches and before you come to practice. And then watch the practice film afterwards so that when you come in the next day, you're not watching it for the first time with a coach. Once you get to that point, you got a chance to be a really good football player. You got a chance to be a championship type football player. Absolutely love that. So that's comments from head coach Randy Sanders from the press conference yesterday. Uh, the second bite was about Gardner-Webb. Well, we're going to have the play-by-play announcer, longtime play-by-play announcer, Fabian Fuentes with us when we come back from a timeout. This is ETSU's Sandos and the Sidekick. Don't forget you can download us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Subscribe to the RSS feed. Fabian Fuentes on the other side of this timeout. This is the Buccaneers Sports Network. Get ready to get your game on with the Tennessee Lottery and fill up your day with fun. Like when you need to upgrade the fun on that road trip. When you could use a little did I just win $50 fun. Woo, yeah! Or when you like to add a side of fun to that next snack. Mm, wow, good. Would you like some fun with that? Oh, yeah. Then play the Tennessee Lottery. And for just a dollar or two, you can get your game on. Please remember, play responsibly. Citizens Bank and our growing lending team are excited to support the game broadcasts of the ETSU Buccaneers. We are proud to provide a lineup of options that fit the needs of local businesses, whether it's an expansion loan, remote deposit service, SBA loan, or treasury management services. We can help your business grow. Visit our website or your local Citizens branch to speak with a qualified lender to learn more. From everyone at Citizens Bank, go Bucks! Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! I feel like day after day it's all the same. I know there's more out there. I, I just can't reach out and grab it. <laughs> Does that sound crazy? Uh, no, but I'm a butcher. Perhaps a nice seafood dinner would help? Oh, gosh, that sounds great. Excellent. I'll steam some shrimp for you. Really? No one's ever said that before. At Food City, our butchers can't solve your existential crisis, but they can offer a ton of other great services you won't find at most other grocery stores. Butchers make it better. Only at Food City. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. 
Johnson City Honda is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination, the Johnson City way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. send the sidekick back with you as promised we always on tuesday try to talk to the opposing team's play-by-play broadcaster this week we've got him on it's fabian fuentes longtime play-by-play man for the bulldogs and uh, fabian appreciate you taking the time my friend good to hear from you It'd be good to see you back in johnson city as you used to make the trip up and the bucks were back in the a sun with you Hey, thank you so much. Uh, good morning, Jimmy. Yeah, it was uh, always fun to go up there to the to the mini dome for those basketball games. Uh, I miss having uh, ETSU in in the conference, but uh, looking forward to to Saturday up there in Johnson uh, City. Let's talk a little bit about backtrack uh, ETSU. Last time they played Gardner Webb was the first year Bucks had. Uh, the program back it was the end of the 2015 season, and uh, when I remember, and again, I, I didn't do that game. I sent my graduate assistant uh, Parker Swartz handle that. We were doing basketball duties that day, and uh, what I remember about that game, just listening, was the the big defensive front for Gardner Webb really dominated in what was a, a 28 to three win uh, for the running Bulldogs, and they held ETSU to just 126 yards. I think. Uh, Gardner Webb had had 80, 85 plays, something like that. But it was really a dominant day for that that front three for Gardner Webb. And our, you know, speaking of the front three right now, and, and not trying to, uh, I guess, new holes this thing, so to speak. Seventy-one uh, percent of our roster, Jay, underclassmen. And to take that a step further, you're talking about the defensive line because of injuries and whatnot. We're basically down to what would be our sixth string nose tackle and we started all freshmen on that defensive line last week against uh Wofford. so you know as the coach told me years ago ones are ones for a reason and twos are twos for a reason and you know, right now that defensive line just has a different look than what ETSU fans uh, might have seen here uh, a few years ago because of youth well, let's talk a little bit about that. And the, you're talking about young on the defensive front, but the quarterback play, right? And, and, and so you go to the other side of the ball. There's still a lot of young guys on on this team just trying to figure it out, correct? Yes. Uh, when the season started, we were projecting uh, two senior tackles, uh, one of which on conference selection and a redshirt junior uh, guard, all three returnees. Well, all those three were down to one. Uh, one of the tackles was dismissed from the team last Guard hasn't played at all this year due to an injury. So if you take a look at tackle to tackle right now, uh, we're down to a senior, and then everybody else is a sophomore uh, trying 
in running back uh, a season ago at this time, and we're down to one tight end as well. So, again, not trying to pour them out, but injuries have, have really wreaked havoc on the team both sides of the ball. Fabian, it seems like every year that Gardner-Webb has a couple of top opponents, but early on this season they've really come fast and furious. Uh, what do you glean as the motivation behind scheduling these top opponents, and especially when um, you're coming out with some injuries and playing an Appalachian State team that, of course, is tremendous at the FBS level, and, and things just with a young team could ruin the confidence of the team early on in the year. What do you think the motivation is behind scheduling all those top opponents? Well, as you, as you know, you know, a lot of times, Jay, these schedules are made years in advance. So, you know, you're kind of you're kind of rolling the dice. You're making these schedules, you know, three, sometimes four years in advance. Uh, Western Carolina is a great uh, gate game uh, with its, you know, close proximity between the two campuses. The only problem with that was we had to move out up to a Thursday night because of the uh, threat of the hurricane. So the crowd wasn't, you know, what we what we expected. Um, but it's, you know, a young team, and you just keep telling them, you know, grind away, grind away, grind away. And to tell you what our luck has been this year, Jay, we're talking about scheduling years in advance. We played Western Carolina, and as you mentioned, Appalachian State, and then Wofford, all three of those opponents had an open date before they played Gardner-Webb. Now, Fabian, it seemed like that Western Carolina game, the team was really in it right up until about 50 minutes to go, or excuse me, 10 minutes to go, about in it for about 50 minutes of the game, and then that touchdown uh, to make it 28-10 to kind of put the game away. But it certainly seemed like Gardner-Webb was in that one most of the time. The, we were in the game the most of the time. Uh, we're down both, uh, both starting safeties right now, and Western Carolina hit us with a couple of, of big pass plays right over the top on, on post patterns. And, you know, our team hung in there. We, we fought as hard as we could. But Western Carolina just, you know, made that one play to deliver the dagger against a, a young team. And, you know, you just get up, dust yourself off, and uh, you move on. Fabian, if you were to try to describe what, what Gardner-Webb tries to do on offense, just for our listeners to, to try to have something – uh, you, you know, to compare you to, how would you describe the offense? What, what's it most like, or, or uh, emulate just, just so our fans kind of can, can imagine what the running Bulldogs are going to try to do on Saturday? It's a it's a one back set, a quarterback in the in the shotgun for about ninety five percent of the snaps. We go with a four wide receiver, uh, four wide receiver set. I think two of the two of the players that the fans will you know would like to see Saturday. One is eighteen, Jonathan Blackman, and the other is uh, Kyle Orton, number seven. We just got Kyle uh, back from an injury, but um, you know those are two dynamic wide receivers for. So you know basically what a lot of offenses are running right now. You know the shotgun formation with the one back and swing the football around. Bench we have one tight end available to us right now, and he'll come in and line up as an H-back and, and go in motion from time to time. Uh, ETSU and Gardner-Webb, very similar as far as interceptions. The Bucks have thrown seven this year. Uh, Gardner-Webb's thrown seven this year. ETSU's had a couple balls that just tipped, kind of, you know, didn't go their way. Gardner-Webb, I'm uh, curious, haven't seen that. A, a, a lot of those interceptions, just, again, young quarterback learning or just uh, some bad breaks in there as well? A uh, combination of, of the two. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Walker got the opening kickoff Saturday night, drove the field, went up 7 up, and then Gordon Webb put together a 70-plus yard drive and got down to the 19-yard line of the Terriers and, and on the second down. 
And, um, you know, we tried to throw a, a slant pass, and unfortunately it was tipped up in the air. One wide receiver going against two defensive backs, and the ball was just tipped up in the air, and, and Wofford got the uh, interception and drove the field to go up 14 nothing. So back to answer your question, a combination of the two. Fabian, what have you thought of the other Southern Conference teams you've seen this year when Gardner-Webb's played them? Well, uh, Wofford is throwing the football a little bit more than they have in, in the past. Um, Wofford, Wofford is good. Uh, I was surprised. I thought Western Carolina had a good team, and I think the Furman, you know, may have had a slow start to the season. Uh, since we don't play Furman, I really hadn't kept up with them a whole lot. So I was kind of surprised that Western lost to Furman um, this past weekend. But, uh, you know, Wofford, they've got a great team. They've got a fantastic nose guard up front. They've got Stoddard. Uh, the the running back back so they're they're a solid football team so of the two southern conference teams i've seen so far they're you know they're they're ahead of western carolina let's talk uh last uh, thing and we'll let you go i know you got the 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 uh, coach mccray press conference coming up in just a second special teams can always play a, a key role in games that are tight it does seem like uh, just numbers wise that if there is something it has been a, a bright spot for gardner webb as they've had some solid special teams play we have had some special teams play. Uh, you know, let me start with, with Kyle Horton, the uh, kick and punt returner. As I mentioned earlier, he wears number seven, the son of uh, former ACC and Tar Heel standout uh, Ethan Horton. Uh, went into last week's game 10th in the country in uh, punt return yards a game, and kick return-wise, he's averaging over 20 yards last I saw. Uh, our punter has done a really solid job. Again, a freshman, true freshman. Simon Hankinson had, I think, two punts last week over 50 yards against Wofford. I think he had to punt eight times. Uh, he's averaging, I believe, about 45 yards per punt this season, and he's done a good job because Jaron will tell you he's been a contortionist trying to grab some of those snaps from the uh, from the long snapper. It's not been easy for him, and he's really been happy with our place kicker Trey Jackson, who's a redshirt junior. Uh, Trey's got a uh, a cannon uh, for a uh, foot. Um, I think going into Saturday's game against Wofford of the 16 prior uh, kickoffs he's had this year at 11 have uh, gone into the end zones for, for touchbacks, and he's made all of his point after tries this year. So that's been a, a really big surprise with the heavy foot that he has. Well, and I think also he's four for four on field goals, so that, that certainly got to make you feel good about him. Last question, Fabian, real quick. Were you conflicted at all in the first game of the year when Limestone was at Gardner-Webb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, that was, that was, uh, that was a little, uh, little interesting. Uh, you know, I've been a long time and still current voice, obviously, of both of those programs. And, you know, I had a hand in on getting Limestone and Gardner-Webb together to talk about playing, you know, football.
Attaboy. Attaboy. Oh, <laughs> I was well represented. <laughs> All right, Fabian, listen, we appreciate your time. I know you got to run to that press conference. Uh, I, I'll give you a call uh, a little later this week just to give you some uh, odds and ends for the broadcast to set up everything, make sure you got everything taken care of this Saturday. But look forward to seeing you on Saturday, and thank you so much for calling in. Hey, thank you so much. You have a great day, Jake. All right, that's Fabian Fuentes, longtime play-by-play man. Great, great, great dude, too. So appreciate him uh, doing us a solid. We try to do that every Tuesday, talk to the opposing team play-by-play man or at least a beat writer, something to talk about the game coming up. Now we go from, again, it seemed like Fabian's a pretty sane guy, right? Because we're going to go from the sane to the unsane, insane? The sane to the insane? I don't know. Insane in the membrane? You remember that? No. I'm going to let All you right. keep digging your hole here. Yeah. Hey, you know, Jano's English language, that's coming up at some point in time. They've almost got enough. I don't, yeah, I don't the there, See? It is. there you go. There you go. Angry man, I'm assuming, is down there. And uh, we'll be able to talk to him in just a second on what has made him mad for the week. Because let's be honest, it could be anything. It and could everything. Be, it could be you, the listener. Who knows what has made him mad. We'll step aside for a timeout. Santos and the sidekick. Don't forget, Keith Brake coming up our final segment, talking a little FCS football, especially at North Dakota State, South Dakota State, number one versus number three in the huge rivalry game for those two. So we'll talk to him. Last break, it is Santos and the sidekick with Angry Man coming up after this timeout on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Nice Wonger Children's Hospital is proud to be the only hospital in the region dedicated to serving kids, teens, and their families. With over 20 subspecialists in pediatric medicine, as well as access to the Level 1 Trauma Center at Johnson City Medical Center, we are committed to providing hope and healing to you and your family. To learn more, visit NiceWongerChildrens.org. That's NiceWongerChildrens.org. The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 12 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Here's the deal. At Wendy's, every hamburger is made with fresh, never frozen beef. Now here's the big deal. You can get a day's double with a half pound of hot and juicy beef, along with small fries and a drink for just $5 when you download the Wendy's app. And the real deal? That's a whole lot of delicious Wendy's food for just $5. Download the app today. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulliken Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulliken's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson's City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulliken Flooring. Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, 
new era, new day. Here from ETSU football head man Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640, the extreme sports monster. Yo, can I get a <laughs> Hey, 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 Angry Man Tuesday. So there's his intro. It's called Ticked Off Tuesday. Why do you keep calling it Angry Man Tuesday? He's Angry Man. The segment's Ticked Off Tuesday. Get it right! Here we go. All right, just go. Here we go. Just go. You know what gets me mad? When I wanted to make a special appearance last week because something really pissed me off Friday morning and you don't let me on your show. Know your role, Angry Man. Know your role, sidekick! I, do know I can't. I can't take two days in in a week of this. Yeah, listen to yourself. Listen to you. <laughs> okay. But you anyway. know what? Something else happened to piss me off after that. You know when you go out for dinner, you got a family full of food, and you got a bag full of food for the family. You got your hands full of food and drinks, and it's a long line out the door. People are blocking the end of the exit. And they don't move, and then they have the nerve to say, excuse me, excuse me, no, get out of my way, my hands are full, I need to get out, I need to get to my car, and you're not going to move? Come on! Well, you're the one that had kids, Angry Man. No, I was by myself, I had a bag full of food for the family, and I had drinks for the family, I was going home, I had food for them. Get the story right! Yeah, well, what I'm saying is is you had kids, so you need to buy more food. So you're the one that made the choice to have the family, and you know you'd be in these situations when you had the family. No, people need to know respect and manners, common courtesy. <laughs> manners from Angry Man. Uh, what, Teach uh, us etiquette, listen, Angry Man. Listen, exactly. it, it is amazing when you get the uh, Angry Man wanting to do etiquette. That's all I'm saying because – He's mad, right, about that, you know, etiquette on the driving. He's big on etiquette. Etiquette, you know, if you're in the left lane, you're not supposed to be. If you're blocking Seems strange considering his behavior on air. But. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, parking, right, the etiquette of parking. parking. He's very much on uh, being etiquette or the etiquacies that go on in certain etiquacies. different things. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, All right, yeah. I'll cut See, that one out. We'll use that on Monday. Fantastic. So I'm just saying, there's a lot of things that you could go with, Angry Man. Let me ask you this. Did anybody try to help? Care? Was it one of those where you needed help carrying things to and everybody's watching you struggle to get out the door? So Were they laughing? Actually, actually, they laughing actually two questions. One, did, did you need help carrying stuff, number one? Number two, did they at least somebody open the door? Or did you have to do the weird try to <laughs> back try, into try to door. back into the door, <laughs> knock it open, kind of turn sideways Fumble to get the out soda. the door? Oh, then you spill a little bit on yourself. Talk to me through that. So, no, that's happened before, but no, this scenario. So in my right hand, I had a bag full of food. The left hand, I had three drinks in the couple in the in the tray holder. It's a long line because this place I went to has a great special on Mondays. So we, we took advantage of it. There's a long line out the door. So there's this lady that's halfway in the, in the store and halfway in the doorway. And she, doesn't, she sees me coming. 
She doesn't move. I accidentally bump her because there's not enough room. And she has the nerve to say, excuse me. But then on the other side, there's this, this young lady holding the door open. It's nice and polite. So credit to her. I'm calling you out, lady, for not respecting me to get out of the way. And I bump you. And then you say, excuse me. Come on. Now, wait, did she say excuse you or ex- like she said excuse me isn't like I'm sorry, excuse no, me. No, I took it to excuse me. It was my fault I bumped her and she should have gotten out of the way. It sounds like you're in a bit of a rage. Was there anything earlier in that day that may have contributed to this poor experience at said restaurant? No, everything was great. But this goes back to two weeks ago <laughs> as I'm up in Michigan. And after the wedding, we take our daughter to this little inside play gym. And they have a section roped off for toddlers. So about three, four-year-olds are in this section. And then they got the rest of the area for older kids, eight, nine, ten-year-olds. Well, you know what? As we're in the little toddler center, there's a birthday party going on. And there's eight, nine-year-old boys running around, almost knocking kids over in the toddler section while the parents are outside on their smoke break. You know what, parents? Get your kids under control. Get them out of the toddler center. That's what had me fired up, too. And once again, it goes back to etiquette. And then you're not supposed to be wearing your shoes in these places. People are wearing their shoes. One guy has the nerve to have no socks on. Who knows if he has fungus on his feet? Come on! That is repugnant. I mean, wear some socks. I like what Angerman's doing now. He's developing a narrative. Now now it's not just a week-to-week thing. One thing builds off another, and soon, I think by the end of the year perhaps, around Christmas or New Year's when he has to spend a lot of time with the family, the head may explode, the airwaves may melt and disintegrate. I think I've understood why my parents hated taking me to public places a lot, like the, the playgrounds at, at – uh, fast food restaurants and, and such where because it's not what we would do. It's because you can't control other people's kids, right? And, That's right. Yep. And uh, public pools, things like oh. that. So I'm starting <laughs> to figure that out with my own kids because you, you sit there and like most people – 90% of the people are overly, like, apologetic for their kids, regardless of what's going on. Well, and you're you, like, oh, I'm sorry, my kid. And then there's the 10% where, like, their kid is just tackling people, and you're kind of looking at them. And then if – and I have twin boys, so eventually one kid will tackle my kid, and then the twins gang up on them. And then they yell at me, and I'm like, if your kid would stop tackling people, it's not exactly. just my kid. Just Get your ta- kid under control. Stop tackling everybody. Well, and you've done the smart thing. You have a playground in your backyard because those public play areas, public pools, things like that, Firstly, they are, as you said, Angry Man, they are a just literal pool of fungus. Just anything gets trapped, and, and you know they're not cleaning that as often as they should. So going there in general is very dicey. I think having the playground in the backyard is very smart. I, I, I would agree with that. Well, build a playground, yeah, Angry there Man. There you go. I, I have a playground pro- in my backyard. I just right down the hill. <laughs> Why would I do that? You've been that to is, my house. You know what is, it looks like. That is a public playground, and I see kids playing on that playground all the time, and dogs wandering around in the area, and I've never seen any city workers from your uh, neighborhood, your neck of the woods, down there cleaning anything. Yes, so they I think, are. They're down are there they? emptying the are garbage, sure? cleaning the bathrooms up. They are. Oh, Maybe you should know. wake up early enough to see it. Uh, I, that's not a thing that will happen for me. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, that's why I don't have kids. The only reason, in fact, is to uh, is That's, not, the, that's, that's the, the only reason. because then We're, I have to wake up very early. Trey, you're, you're slow on the button. <laughs> Trey. That's the let's, angry man. Let's break that down. That's the only reason Mike Gallagher doesn't have kids. I've wanted to. You wanted to. I've wanted to. You know, hey, kids are a, a miracle. The miracle of life is a gift unlike anything else. I think you both agree with that. It is a great gift. I think we're learning a lot about Mike Gallagher. Now, now you're I, on the couch. He's put you on the couch now, somehow. Now, angry man, yeah. uh, have you ever had to go to an ATM? and had some issues. I, I had to do this myself, and I just wanted to loft it at you because you are the everyman. I've heard some other people complain about this. ATMs, your thoughts? Horrible. 
They are terrible. You go there, they should work. But you know what? When you go there and you swipe your card and it says, cannot read card, take it up, try it again. And you try it seven or eight times and it doesn't work. Then you try a different card, get your machine fixed. I got one for you. I went the other day and it was out of money. Oh, wow. What wow. in the <laughs> You and, have one job. And, and I'll say this. I wasn't pulling out, you know, three, $400. I was trying to get $40. No. $40. That's, That's all I was one. trying to get, and I and it didn't have forty. I could see like there are times I've seen people, which amazes me, that they're getting wads of cash. I don't know if the the eight hundred thousand whatever their limit is, they're getting wads of cash out there, which would scare me to do that. But I try to get forty dollars out of the bank I've been using for like twenty years, and they didn't have forty dollars in ATM. Insufficient so what, funds. So what's worse, back. that or the machine not working? Then you got to go across the street, go to a different one, and then you got to pay the three dollar three dollar charge. That's Ooh. Takes me off. What is the most you've ever paid for a service fee on an ATM? Oh, uh, five dollars. It was five dollars. Oh no, no, no! I was, at, I was, I was in Vegas. Time. I was in Vegas, and it was like twenty bucks. Oh, it was dumb. brutal. That is dumb, Sandos. Come it on. was brutal. You want money, but you don't want but, that much. $20 but I didn't realize. Absurd. But again, it was one of those. Again, you know, it's late night, early morning, whatever it was. And you go, you get more money. You don't pay attention to it. Then you look at the slip later because you're yeah. like, yeah, I'll pay the fee. You look at the slip later, and I was like, twenty bucks. I was like, that's wow. So that was like, okay, note to self. Don't that's all ATM on you. That's all on you. I agree. That. I didn't blame the ATM for that. I had it had a choice. Do you want to accept the fee? I and think I that, clicked yes. I, I I eat that. I own that. That's think, my fault. I think Angry Man, while he does vent a lot on this program, I think he also does regain some anger when we say things that are questionable in his mind. Mostly for me, it seems like. But he's even hopping on you now. I think Angry Man is directing some of that anger towards us, and that's that's okay. You know, I'm willing to take that Angry Man if it helps you get through day to day life. Well, hey, if you're going to say something stupid, I'm going to call you out. <laughs> That's well, you should. I'm fine with that. Oh, no, let me I need you in my day-to-day life. I got Keith break coming up in just a second. Before we have that, your sport, something had to make you mad in sports. Yeah, right? you know what got Come me on. mad this weekend? The Ryder Cup. And Phil Mickelson, what are you doing on the golf course? Yes. You are pure garbage. You're going to yes. sit there and knock on my TV screen during a commercial telling me to move off the couch? No, you move off the golf course and put someone better on there for the U.S. Yeah! Woo! Oh yeah! That is the. T- that's what we need. I mean, that is phenomenal. That he didn't. Do- How could he not get motivated for America? Exactly. And he's just gonna sit there and have that droopy face. You know why? You know, know why? Been I know, us. but you know why? Because he's only worried about the nine million dollar deal with him and Tiger. Yep. And that's all he's worried about. Can he beat Tiger? And he did the whole side Selfish. show. Which, which will have people, uh, it's pay-per-view, so I probably won't pay for it. If it was regular, I probably would watch it. But it's pay-per-view. I could care less about it. But I, that's the whole deal, right? That That's the way it, it's set up at this point. The Ryder Cup didn't mean as much to him I, this time. For whatever reason, it seemed like. I mean, he goes winless, right? Tiger goes winless. But let's put them in a $9 million match, right? Well, but at because least Tiger's they, coming off some momentum, had, had the win at the Tour Championship. What has Phil done? What has Phil done lately? He's done nothing. Nothing. He's attractive. Yeah, he's attractive. Yeah, uh, what? He's wearing yeah. sunglasses and black in an Arizona State Listen, night game. What are you doing, fat. Phil? He's my hero. He's, he's my hero. He's fat. He's he, garbage. He is. He is a chubby man who makes a lot of money playing a game and has a hot wife. What is wrong with that? I don't understand. Somebody Tiger tell me Woods what is, is wrong with that. Tiger Woods is going to mop the floor yes. with him. Yes. And I'm not a Tiger fan, but it's what's going to happen. Now, Angry Man, this is your best take of the day, and it's surprising considering, and uh, Margaret wrote it on Facebook Live and said, 
I don't know what Anger Man's going to have sports-wise because the Bucks. I mean, they're on a roll. The Bears, uh, they put up like a million on Tampa Bay, but you come with the Black strong, Blackhawks are getting ready to start, team. right? Yeah, Blackhawks Black are getting ready to start, come, sure. Come bowl season, I'm sure there will be plenty to talk about. But you came strong with the sports take. I really appreciate it on a day full of great takes. You know, everything was uh, Skittles and M&Ms because the Bears and Bucks are in first place, but something always happens to get me fired up, and I'm going to let you know about it. We love you, Angry Man. Thanks, guys. All right, Angry Man. Uh, he needs a shower, or I do. I need a shower. That's just uh, the sweat. Golly. I actually it was tension. I was got contentious there. I was I was more with him this okay. year. You're feeling what I usually feel because he actually went after you this week. He, he did. Goes he did after, yell at me. Quite he usually a bit goes too. after me, and so that's what I feel attacked and have to go and lay down oh, no, for no, a no, couple no. of hours. But here's the deal: if you didn't bring up ATM, he's not yelling at me. He wasn't going to yell at well, me. Well, don't about have anything. bad takes about ATMs. I didn't have a bad take. I gave you a real story. You have many bad takes. All right. So Keith Brakes coming up. We're going to talk FCS football with him. A former Buccaneer Sports Network employee now uh, has a talk show out in Fargo, North Dakota. Works for North Dakota State. The voice of their women's basketball, baseball. Also does sidelines for football for him. We'll talk about the big matchup he saw in the Fargo Dome, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. Also get his take on some FCS. And really, is there. Anybody else to talk about in FCS right now in a national championship picture besides North Dakota State and James Madison? Because I contend there is not. So we'll get his thoughts on that on the other side of this timeout. Sandos and the sidekick. Don't forget to download us on SoundCloud and on iTunes Live. You can also watch us Tuesday through Friday, most Tuesday through Fridays on Facebook Live. You can subscribe to RSS Feed. That way when we update the show, you will get a notification that you can download the latest episode of Sandos and the sidekick. More of that show after this on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 
No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. Jay Sandoz, Mike Gallagher back. Sandoz and the sidekick as promised on the phone. Our good buddy Keith Gray, former Buccaneers Network employee. I keep forgetting that Buck goes forever, doesn't it? There's the extra stanza in there and it throws me off every time. All right. You're so over it. I'm not eliminated. I'm not. I know because here we go. Here we go. Now it's over. Hey, yeah. Every time I feel like it's ending. It's like the fifth week we've had it, right? And I just. Uh, you have no memory. I don't. I don't. It goes. All right. Let's go. I'll, let's go over that again. Keith Briggs with us, former network employee, works in Fargo, North Dakota. Works for North Dakota State. Also has his own call-in show called The Breakdown. The Breakdown. Six. And so, Keith, let's talk about it real quick, buddy. You got a front seat, actually a sideline seat, if you will. Uh, front row view of South Dakota State, North Dakota State. Huge buildup. Three versus one. Big rivalry game. Fourth quarter. Down, uh, what, down four, able to get a touchdown to go up and hang on to a victory. Just talk about that contest and your take on it. Well, my, my take, I mean, you're, you're looking for two things if you're, if you're North Dakota State. You're looking for, against the team that's had two weeks to scheme you up, uh, the, uh, the ability to make adjustments on the fly, which the defense was able to do that uh, and, and adjust. And uh, after the first uh, 10 minutes of the game, South Dakota State only scored 10 points. The Bison got a takeaway uh, in the end zone on a Jalen Allison interception. He ran that back, and the Bison scored a touchdown. It was game on from there, down 7 nothing, and then tied that up at 7. Um, I thought the Bison left points on the field. Honestly, Jay, several times, uh, you know, Easton Stick is, is he's got such a rifle for an arm, and he had guys open on post routes and on go routes, uh, finding seams in the zone. He missed his tight end, Ben Olson, a couple of times. Uh, he missed his favorite wide receiver, Darius Shepard, a couple of times. And the amazing thing is, Shep had a career high 118 yards in the ball game and a 41 yard touchdown. He probably could have had another touchdown or two. Uh, North Dakota State certainly feels like, or should feel like, they left points on the field. And, uh, well, they got a lot of film now uh, against a very good opponent to work from and well that's that's really probably the biggest advantage that you can give North Dakota State is film of themselves and time to work with it and they've got a whole week to work with that film now as they get ready to uh, to move forward with the Missouri Valley in Northern Iowa and it's probably a question for another show but Easton Stick is that he's playing the wrong sport right like Shouldn't he be a baseball guy? I, I thought he was. I thought he was going to be. A, I thought he. Was, I thought he should have been a hockey player. Honestly, that uh, and that'll get me in trouble up here with uh, the the school uh, up up in Grand Forks. But um, you know, I, I, I you know baseball player, hockey player. I joke with him about all of it. He actually did play baseball for a while, and uh, boy, his, his arm carries the ball like a like an Easton Stick launching a baseball to left center. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's really impressive to watch him play. He's such a great athlete. He's very intelligent at the line of scrimmage. Uh, they put a lot of faith in him to diagnose the defense at the line, and he does so very well. You'll see several times throughout the year he'll check into a different play, and North Dakota State will routinely hit on the play that he checks into, which is exactly what you want from your quarterback. And uh, 
getting into the little FCF's talk with Keith Brake. And, uh, Keith, let me just ask you this, because I, I've said from the beginning since we started the show this year that I thought it was basically going to be North Dakota State, James Madison again as the two clear-cut best teams. Now, you just saw South Dakota State. Clearly, you've seen a lot of uh, James Madison over the last couple of years as well. Is there another team besides the James Madison and North Dakota State that can give one of those two teams a, a, a legitimate run, or are we destined for yet another uh, JMU Indy State Championship game in Frisco? It feels like it's going to be Bison Dukes in Frisco again. But there are, I mean, if, if, I, if I were asked to put my top four seeds in place right now, North Dakota State would be one. James Madison would be two. I'd probably have Eastern Washington at three and South Dakota State at four. Um, and, and those two, those last two could honestly flip back and forth quite a bit over the course of the season. Uh, the Eagles are a very good team under Aaron Best. He has really worked to make that offense more multiple, make that defense more physical, and they are healthy. And that's probably the, the most dangerous part of, of any football team. And that's the same thing is true for the Bison. The Bison have all 22 starters. Uh, well, really, you could go more all like more all 33 starters because of the way they rotate guys on defense. But, um, they've, they've got everybody healthy right now, and, and all the big pieces are, are in play for NDSU, uh, and, and I think that's going to make the, the difference over the course of the playoffs because when they do get to the playoffs, the Bison elevate their game. You know, A lot of teams say their biggest improvement is from week one to week two. I think it's more like week eight to week ten for North Dakota State, the way this team develops over the course of the season. Once they get to the playoffs, uh, I mean, a lot of the rough edges that you might see in the first three, four games have been smoothed out and North Dakota State's going to be extremely difficult to beat. Same for James Madison. I really like Ben DiNucci. I think their secondary is going to get better over the course of the year. They got gashed a couple times, uh, but I really like what I've seen from the Dukes as well. Keith, Mike Gallagher, thanks for joining us. Good to talk to you again. A few years back when that coaching change happened from Coach Bowl to Coach Kleeman, I think some in the FCS were hoping that there would be a bit of a drop-off for NDSU, and there just hasn't been whatsoever. What stayed the same between those two coaches, and how have they continued to succeed at such a high level? Well, I think the biggest thing Chris Kleiman has done with his coaching staff is uh, keep them together. You know, a lot of these guys uh, have stayed here for a long time. Matt Ents, the defensive coordinator, has been here a while. Uh, Courtney Messingham, his old friend, came in when Tim Polisek took the offensive line job at Iowa a couple of years back, and uh, Mess has done a phenomenal job uh, making this offense versatile and multiple and, and doing all the things that your offense needs to do and, and whatever the offense or whatever the situation calls for, whatever the defense is giving you, Mess will take it. Uh, but the position coaches, Connor Riley's been here a long time. So has Nick Gazer. Atif Austin was the wide receivers coach for a long time, but uh, he just took a job with a little team called the New England Patriots. I don't know if you've heard of them, uh, but uh, you know they're, they're, the guys who leave here leave for big-time jobs. Chris Kleiman has done a great job fostering a sense of community and continuity within the program, and that's what has really, I think, led to the success because that means recruits are more inclined to stick it out because their position coach is still here from their recruit year to their redshirt junior, redshirt senior year. Uh, there's a lot of continuity in the staff. That is infectious throughout the rest of the program and has allowed the Bison to sustain a culture of success where so many teams at this level, and you guys know this, they, so many teams just turn over coaches year after year after year. The Bison have kept most of their staff intact for the, the crux of this run. Tell me this, is Coach Kleiman starting to worry with all the noise being made in Johnson City by Randy Sanders and ETSU? No. <laughs> 
I mean, I, 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 love, I love my no. alma mater. I love my alma mater to death. And, and I think the, the playoffs are very real, very much on the table. I think the league is very much on the table for ETSU this year. But, uh, no, if, if, if they play today, it's probably Bison by 28. And if they play in the playoffs, it's probably Bison by 35. I mean, NDSU is just that much better than everybody else. How dare you tell the truth, Keith? <laughs> hey, Keith, hey Keith, 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 what did I teach yes, you, right? Yes, how dare I? <laughs> what, what, what did I always teach you, right? Don't you know? Don't let the facts get in the way of a good broadcast, right? That's what I'm saying. So no, right, no, Keith. never let the facts get in the way of a good. I got a question for Galley because you're a Minnesota guy. Yes, I sir. said yesterday on my show that the only Twins position players who were better, clear cut better than Joe Maurer, were Harmon Killebrew and Rod Carew. I mean, it, where where does number seven rank all time for you, Galley? Well, this was an emotional one a couple days yeah, back. Sure. Joe Maurer, possibly, yeah. and, and after and after all of the fanfare and everything that went on game day, I don't know how he would possibly come back. I think he's definitely top five. You get into the Kent Herbicks and the Kirby Puckets and things like that. Of course, Puckett's career cut short, so that gets unfortunate for for uh, Minnesota. And looking back at Puckett and what he was able to do in his time and what would have happened if he was able to play longer. But I think with all of the facts on the table as they are, I, I think that that semi-hot take uh, cools down a bit and comes back down to earth and is more reality. I think it's a very good take. Many that you can hear on the breakdown, uh, four to six on every weekday. Uh, <laughs> breakdown it, solid, yeah. Hey, real quick, because uh, the one thing is you mentioned your alma mater is ETSU. I know you're an all-in guy, and you just uh, – I love this about Keith. He just got done watching, uh, you know, or calling the game as a sideline reporter for North Dakota State, South Dakota State, immediately gets to his TV to watch the end of love ETSU it. in Chattanooga, and you were about as fire up as I was because you grew up in, in the state of Tennessee, uh, middle Tennessee, but you grew up in the state. You certainly know ETSU Chattanooga rivalry, and uh, and I know you know it feels good to beat the Mox anytime you can. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm always fired up when, when ETSU takes on Chattanooga. Go Bucks, beat Chat, win the rail. <laughs> All right. Hey, Keith, appreciate it, buddy. Uh, absolutely, man, anytime. All right, that's Keith Break. Uh, Former ETSU Buccaneer Sports Network employee, currently in North Dakota, Fargo. Matter of fact, uh, North Dakota State, his school will be coming here to play basketball on November 24th. On uh, That's a Saturday. It would be the first round of the playoffs if uh, ETSU football were to get there. On the flip side, ETSU will head out there to Fargo next year. I'm hoping it's in November so I can catch up with Keith. Clearly he's uh, forgotten where he there. came from. Uh, NDSU, yeah. 28 points. Uh, uh, hey, Gene Henley four. said Chattanooga was the clear favorite over ETSU last week, and look what happened, Gene Henley. And now <laughs> Keith Bray coming out and saying, oh, NDSU this, NDSU that. Yeah, they are pretty good, though. I had to give that. I mean, what, and, and, and they sign his paycheck, so you got to be pretty – that is smart. Pretty, yeah, I think, you know, yeah. job job security, I got Well, you. it was much like Fabian Puentes joined sure. us earlier, right? I mean, he, he yeah. was saying, oh, well, you know, I'm big into limestone, and maybe I was wearing the shoes, but the paycheck signed that day. The bread is buttered where both those men are making sure that they give their kudos. Absolutely. So that'll do it. It was a great show today, right? Fabian Fuentes, Gardner-Webb, Keith Brake talking about North Dakota State FCS. We also had uh, Angry Man on Ticked Off Tuesday. Oh, Tomorrow, mystery guest. I have no idea who it Not is, telling. as always. And we got Lando's Land. So a big show coming up Wednesday. Hope you'll join us. Sandos and the Sidekick, SoundCloud, iTunes. Don't forget to download us. Facebook Live Tuesday through Friday. We'll be back tomorrow with more Sandos and the Sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network.